Y'all already know what it is. It's Tuesday. Life of a DJ entertainer with DJ Rad. Top, top, top. <laughs> How good you morning. feeling mentally? I'm feeling mentally good. Doing good. Doing good. Feeling great. That's wonderful, man. That's wonderful. I'm I'm grateful just to be in the lot, land of the living. I'm grateful to be on this platform to to be vibing with you once again. I appreciate your consistency, always showing up for me. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You're so welcome. So listen, what we talking about today, Mario? What's the four one one? What we doing, Mario? Well, what we gonna do is we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about pretty much a little bit about customer service and um, and more so. Customer service versus the money, the dollar. And uh, we're, we're going to kind of like pick up what we left off at last Tuesday about the, the actual breakdown of the DJ costs. Um, but we really want to talk about customer service because a lot of things have been going on this past, past two weeks um, about taking care of the customer. And I really want to hit, um, I want to deep some of these young DJs to understand and know, even some of the older ones, to understand that the way you treat your customers. Um, it will come back and and it will reflect on who you are. And that those are just some of the things I've just noticed these last two weeks is just it's a trend going on. And I'm trying to get a good better understanding of why why all of a sudden we have DJs not taking care of customers, DJs not showing up, um, counseling at the last minute. And it just it makes them as far as it makes the DJs look bad and then it makes the industry look bad. So yeah. we're gonna talk a little bit about that and then uh I'm going to break down because this, this is something that's been um, in the industry as for DJs. It's been an ongoing battle, and I want people to really understand that it's not about um, it's not about the money that you make. It's about how you take care of your customer, and the money will come. And I mean, the money will always come as long as you take care of the customer. If you're putting the dollar before the customer. Um, then you're really going to find yourself in a bad situation. And when I say that, it, it, it reflects because you have some DJ companies or individual DJs are have to either rebrand themselves or in some cases have to stop because they can't bring in customers because of their bad reputation. So okay. we're going to talk about that. Um, and But the biggest thing is I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the customer service piece first before I talk about the money. Okay. Customer service, all right. It's it's critical. It is so critical that when you get a customer as a DJ like me, I always tell my customers up front exactly what to expect, um, what's going on, what's taking place, and then if for some reason I can't make it to their event, let me knock on wood because that's never happened for me before. But if for some reason I can't make it, or and let's say I take it, let me back up. Let's say I double book myself like twice within I, since I've been in business is if I double book myself, I will take time out to find another DJ to be present for for one of the other events, because that's just taking care of the customer. When you as a DJ have to cancel for whatever reason, you should at least provide your customer with a good DJ. Or another DJ, or references to other DJs. Don't just say, "Hey, I canceled, can't do your event," and then leave the customer hanging. I had one individual; they're getting married in October, and 
they canceled but didn't provide any type of way of helping that customer out now i don't know the whole story behind what happened or what took place but it's one of those things to where when you cancel and if it's on good terms if there's a good reason why you're canceling that's one thing now if you cancel them because of the customer's attitude if there's a groomzilla or bridezilla situation then i can understand that's a whole different thing yeah they still have to go through it's like when i when i canceled like i've actually in my entire time i've been djing i had to cancel three events and each event i did an actual cancellation letter to explain why i'm canceling their event um, it's critical that even in, in a bad situation, you still maintain a, a level of professionalism because when that individual gets mad or upset, all they can say is, okay, well, he or she did the right thing. They they went through and they maintained their professionalism. Um, a lot of DJs have to understand that in every situation, you have to be professional. You have to try to be professional. You know I mean, sometimes it's almost impossible because of the, the situation or the environment, but it's critical that you're you're professional. Um, when you sit down and you talk to your customers, again, customer service, tell them up front, don't nickel and dime. I hate to see DJs nickel and dime a customer. Okay, one speaker is going to cost you $200. Another speaker is going to cost you $200. Um, me showing up with my controller is going to cost you 150 Okay, just tell them up front what the final price is going to be. Right. Let them know up front, don't nickel and dime. And that's where um, customers get upset and frustrated because they're not familiar with how the industry works. Make it easy for the customer. Sit down, tell them up front. Okay, look, if you're looking for this package, this is what this package is. Take time to explain to the customer what they're getting. Now, are, is the customer going to remember? In some cases, no. But at least take time to explain to them what it is that they're getting. Um, as, a, as a DJ, you should know what you can and can't do. I had a situation where where the customer's bad in this situation where uh, I think I post I think you saw the part you saw the post last week is setup time. If me as a DJ, I know it takes me two hours to set up my DJ setup, my uplighting and my photo booth. Anything beyond that, it has to be three hours. When I tell my customers, and it's in my contract up front, it takes me two hours, and the customer wants to only give me one hour for setup time. Then the customer needs to understand you get what you what you decide to do. It's still, regardless, it's still going to take me two hours. So right. if you want me to continue to keep setting up during your event, so be it. But if a, if a, a DJ is telling you up front they need two hours for setup time. There's no negotiating that. There's nothing they can do to make it go faster. So customer service goes both ways. So it's like, though, that's that's just one thing I just thought about when I was sitting here thinking is that uh, the customer needs to understand what the DJ is required. If a DJ tells you that any eight by five feet worth of space, and you only give them two feet, two by two feet worth of space. Then again, you just create a problem for yourself, not the DJ, but for yourself. Because I've had some people um, get upset and want to give bad ratings for a DJ. But if that DJ told you up front what it is that he or she needs and you decide not to do it, then that's not a bad customer service. That's a customer didn't didn't do what they were supposed to do. So that's the difference between customer service and then the customer not understanding their responsibility. Facts. 
So I got a quick, I got a quick question to ask you, right? Uh, I'm not trying to cut you off, but it's on my mind right now because you were saying that you needed two to three hours to like set up um, at the events, right? Right. So if they're like getting their space or whatever, you know, the space that they already rented out, um, would they have to go back and try to get more hours at that space, or how would that go? It depends on the type of venue that they get. Because okay. if you, and this is where the team effort comes into place. Now, venue, now to me, my personal feelings is that the venue should be working with the vendors because we're all supposed to be on the same team taking care of the customer. But you have some venues that, that just, regardless, they want you to pay for their time, which I can understand that. So the customer is held kind of like held reliable. So if that venue is only going to give you an hour for setup, then you might have to pay for the addition. Cause like, I'm going to tell you now, if you do an event of a hundred people or more, you can't set up within one hour. Just not going to happen. If you're getting just basic music. Oh yeah. If I'm just playing music, it only takes me an hour to set up. Okay. But if I am doing uplighting music, video, selfie station, um, that takes two hours. And the customer needs to understand that. And so the venues, what, what what upsets me sometimes is the venues get into habits where they feel that a DJ should only need one hour. And that's not that's not how it works. That's not how it operates. So that's where it kind of like if this is one of those 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 kind of like gray areas where the vendor, the vendors in the venue need to really be able to work together to resolve this. And if the venue feels as though they should be paid for their time, then the customer needs to pay them for their time. If so, don't don't plan for have a big event. If you can't pay for it, then don't do it. Or find someone that can do what you're looking for within that time frame. But that's why I said customer service is one of those things to where a DJ sometimes takes a direct hit because the customer didn't do what they were supposed to do. Or the customer did not follow instructions. Just like, for example, if the DJ is asking you for an actual timeline and music selection in advance and you don't give it to them until the day before, you just set yourself up for fate. A An actual vendor, I'm going to say vendors in general, most vendors are asking for stuff in advance because they need to react on it. Just like, I'm going to say, perfect example. A decorator. Now we all know COVID has changed how we do business as far as shipping stuff. A decorator, normally before COVID, a decorator needs to know some no no final decision needs to be made 30 days prior. Same thing with a caterer. Everything needs to be final decision to be made 30 days prior because now there is um there's either shortfalls or the, the way stuff has to be shipped in, it takes longer now. So if the if they're asking, if vendors are asking for stuff and the customer fails to give it to them, that's not bad customer service. That's a bad customer. Got you. And that's what happens is the customers get upset and they want to go out and write bad reviews on these vendors and DJs because they didn't do a good job. Well, did you first thing as a customer, did you do what was required? I've had within the last week, I had two last minute events 
and my customers did not they gave me some of this stuff in front but it, it, it all worked itself out but the customer knew because of their last minute situation that wasn't bad on my part it was just that they provided me information at the last minute so those are things that the customer needs to take responsibility for your actions if you didn't do things in a timely manner you can't say bad customer service and i know a lot of djs um took a lot of bad hits this past week because the customer like i had one dj show up to do an event and they didn't give him the music the stuff until the hour before the hour of the event so that's why i said that it's not a um just because you're paying for it that you could just do whatever you want to do i mean the djs the vendors are telling you up front what is required for them to be successful with your event okay true indeed true so, indeed but that's just something that i want i want people to understand that djs are not just asking just because don't and the number the, the the biggest assumption that people make is that djs can get any music that they want um while they're dj that that that's that's the craziest myth ever to where yes some of us can be able to download music but it's better to give us a heads up on genders of music um types of music what are your standards for music if we asking this information up front give it to us don't don't just hold it until the last minute I, I most definitely understand so that's why you got everything set up the way you have like you right. know with your paperwork you know your contracts and you ask them the music you know that they want to have at their um events or weddings you know what i'm saying i like the yeah. way you got everything set up so you can already you know have your playlist together you know what i'm saying right. so and see, that's one and that's one of the things I'm, I'm i try my hardest to make it easy for the customer because the customer is not accustomed to what we do as djs there's a lot of bad assumptions of what djs do but there's a lot of things that people have to understand is that as us as djs we're asking for stuff because we want your event to be successful um the input that a customer gives us yeah because my, my cousin said yeah everything was so organized and easiest for us because you know you right. had you know did her uh a wedding her wedding yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's what but see, the thing is is that when you when the vendors are asking for your stuff like me most cases i'm getting hired one year in advance sometimes even like 18 18 months in advance as soon as they sit down the first thing i give them is i give them their paperwork i give them their contract i give them their planning forms and i give them a full understanding of what to expect for their day i don't just like um, this is this is what you need to be prepared for so I'm making it very aware to them up front. This is what it is. This is what you're getting yourself into. I mean, wedding day, hey, it's 10 hours from beginning to the end. So be prepared for it. Um, and that, and I try to make it, I try to get them to understand you, they might not be able to sit in my like in my seat, but I'm trying to give them a sample of what it is I have to do to make their event successful. And that's what and that's good customer service. I mean, customer service is making it easier for the customer and at the same time making their event successful hey you hey you should make a ebook about that for real for real because a lot of people need to understand about customer service you know and and yeah sometimes the customer service i mean the customers can you know be hard to you know deal with as well you know what i mean but 
you know, being you being the professional, this being your, you know, being your lane. I, I like how you think, cause at the end of the day, it's about the customer, and right. you know, what I'm saying what makes the customer happy, and you know, for their event and wedding. So, I love all of that. Well, see, and that's one of the things that there's <clears throat> a lot, and believe it or not, I did not know this until I got into this until I went full time DJ service. There's a lot of procrastinators. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pro- I did not know. I thought I'd be I must be like a unique species because <laughs> I always want to plan. I guess that's the army side of me. So I always want to plan in advance for what's going on, what's taking place. But a lot of people, I can give them their stuff a one year in advance, get to the 14 day mark, 14 days prior to the wedding, and they still haven't touched anything to get ready for the event. And they they wait to the last minute. And I sit here and I, and I and that go through this a lot to where now it doesn't even bother me anymore. But before, I'm like, okay, I gave you a whole year to work on this, and you're just now working on it. I mean, it's like take time out. This is your event. This is your. Event. I mean, I'm excited for when I do my events for my customers. I get more. I think I'm more excited than some of my customers are, <laughs> um, because I take time to really prepare for the event. 14 days prior. I'm focused on that event. I tried. To, I mean, I get other customers. They'll try and get me their events and you know so forth. But I like once you get my 14, what I call it the red zone, which is 14 days prior. My primary focus is that customer coming up. Um, the, and I tried. And most of the time, I'll have two people in that window. It depends on when that events are going on. But my primary focus is making sure all this stuff is good to go. This stuff is ready. I'm looking. At, I'm troubleshooting in advance because I know what happens. Um, at some of these events so that's taking that one step forward for that customer service now when we talk about customer service then let's talk about the money side now all right now here it is you have you have someone's going way and beyond how much is that worth how much is good customer service? because nowadays just going through the drive-through you're not Ooh. you're paying I mean, when you go through the drive-thru, and, and this happens all the time, I think there's only maybe one or two places that, that get your store order right. Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A is pretty much only the only one that gets it right. So when you go <laughs> through the drive-thru, right, you place your order. You drive around that corner. You, I mean, here it is, biggest day on the screen, exactly how you order it. You drive around the corner. Somehow, some way, from you telling them, and then on that screen, it lists everything, and you get around the corner. There's a breakdown of communication somewhere because your order is wrong. So, as the customer, oh, like, well, dang, I don't gave you everything I was supposed to do. Why you can't get it right? So now we take that same scenario. Now, how much are you paying? Like, okay, when you go to the drive-through. <laughs> you're, paying for something, you're paying somewhere between $10 to $12 for one meal. Now, if you get a couple of meals, you're paying like $30, $40. Yeah. Okay? So as a DJ, if you're paying, and that's, I mean, fast food restaurant, because like, now when you go into a restaurant and you sit down and you order from the menu, what's the chance of your order being wrong? Is <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The bigger chance for it to be wrong is through that drive-through. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what? That drive-through, you're only paying ten dollars, but when you go to sit down and eat, you're paying about twenty dollars. Yeah. So 
you're technically paying for good customer service, even though you don't realize it, but you're paying for customer service in a sense. So what does a customer do when things go wrong? They get mad. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm paying you this money, I'm expecting you to get it right. Facts. You're going to get the money right. Why can't you get your order right? Yes. Okay. So yes. same thing with, with the DJ. Okay. If you go out and you pay $350 for a DJ for four hours, you get that fast food experience. Mm. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. that's where you have to understand the experience level of a DJ is based on money. And I hate to say it, because some DJs, of course, we will come to offer price because we're not trying to rob anybody. Um, but we're not where we're supposed to be at in the industry. But because at the same time, we understand our community and we're looking out for the customer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up this slide. I'm going to use these slides to kind of break it down because customer service, and, the, and I hate to say it, but the money tied in together. They're connected, and I mean, no matter how bad you want to not look at it that way, it, I'm sorry, it is connected. So, when you pay that three hundred fifty dollars for the DJ, you're getting that fast food drive-through service. When you're paying that six hundred dollars for a DJ, you're getting that sit-down experience in the restaurant. So that that's just think about the money. And so when people get a DJ and they're paying that three hundred dollars, then you're getting that fast food. So hey, it is what it is. When you come around that corner, you get what you get. So let me go ahead and set this slide slide up real quick. Thanks. I like I like how you just you know you be putting your wordplay. I like that, man. I like how you described it. I mean, I, that's the best way because I think that's one of the things that we all <laughs> can relate to is we get how pissed we get when we go through that drive-through and we don't get what we or we see. I mean, like okay, you don't put it up on a big screen, LED screen, you don't. Make sure, and then I come around the corner and it's jacked up. Hey, do you check? Listen, when you when you're at a restaurant, right? Like when you're going through the like this off topic, do you check your bag to make sure your food in there? I do, I do yeah, all the time man. now because it, like, if it, I mean, it's got to the point now, it's a habit to where I pause, because check, I do a quick check to make sure I see all the items that are supposed to be in there. Yeah, now, now, when I get home and I open it up and it's something completely different, that's a different story. But. <laughs> listen, I have, listen, my thing is this. If you're out, check the food before you get home because, yeah, you got to check the food. But go ahead, go ahead, Mario, I'll show you. But that's it. That's just something to where, like, with dinner, and I use that because for the DJ service, don't expect to get that sit-down experience that you have in a restaurant when you're paying fast food prices. I mean, I just, yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there like that. So it's like when you're paying fast food like prices, you get just like what I was going back to where when you're expecting everything to be done within one hour and it takes two hours, you get what you get. And that's where they, when someone puts a standard and you want to go below that standard, then understand you set things up to be below the standard. Facts. So it is what it is. When you set it up, if someone tells you this is what I want and you give them half of what they want, you can't expect them to be fully successful. Facts. Now, now one of the things that people um, need to understand is the pricing of the DJ. And what I'm going to talk about first is what the U.S. prices are. Um, and then I'm going to talk about the experience. And then I'm going to talk about 
local. All right, so first thing first, and this is kind of like an old, um, this is kind of old uh, because this, yeah, this was done back in April of this year for a wedding. I use a wedding because the wedding is kind of like the, the primary major money maker. Okay. Um, wedding, an average cost for wedding for a DJ in the United States of America is $1,000. Okay. Okay. That's just point blank. Um, the rates start from, they start like from 780 and go up to 1500 or more. So that's just your average cost. And this is what most couples will spend for a DJ for a wedding. So keep that in mind. So for all you for everyone who's had a wedding, I want you to really think about this. When you pay for your DJ, how much did you pay your DJ? And what were the final results of that DJ? So that's across the board. I'm not just talking about like, see, North Carolina, we're not going to talk North Carolina prices because North Carolina prices are way below this standard. Um, but but this is your average standard for, for your DJ in the United States. So that's something that people need to understand when you're talking about weddings. Now, when you're talking about events, it's a whole different ballgame, but I'm going to break that one down too as well. So when you were talking about weddings, okay, the average cost for DJ is $1,000. Okay, I I'm just gonna talk about me right now. My weddings are all under all my wedding packages are under a thousand dollars. All of them. Only time you're gonna pay more than a thousand is if I gotta travel across the United States to get to your your venue. That's the only way you're gonna pay over a thousand dollars. That is something that where I, 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 I talked about this before in the last episode, like a couple episodes before. Is I break things down because I only do like a two percent. Um, the way I my stuff is set up that most of my money goes back to my company, so that's a whole nother story. So that's the average cost. So if you as a customer here in North Carolina are paying less than a thousand dollars for a DJ for your wedding, you're getting a great deal. Most DJs, when you're doing a wedding, just for a DJ to show up to do a wedding, their starting price is twelve hundred dollars. Mm. So that is just something that people need to understand is that you you have to understand the market because then if you're able to get a DJ that's less than $1,000 to do your wedding and they offer you additional services, you're walking away with, uh, I mean, you're getting, you're going to get one of probably one of the greatest packages ever because you're not paying all the money that it, that it should be paid for. And and the way I'm gonna break it down is on the next slide. Let's see here. On the next slide, it's gonna kind of like I want to kind of highlight that fast food restaurant versus that sit down restaurant experience. Okay. So when you look here, these are the breakdowns. This is kind of like I've been doing a lot of research for a lot of different locations, and. Like when I say location, I'm talking about different states, like mostly up and down the East Coast. And this is kind of like the breakdown that a lot of DJs are agreeing with with the price. Most of your beginner DJs to DJ all night long are charging about $350 or less. So when you see prices where a person's charging you $350, uh, either someone's giving you a good break or they're just getting started. 
your average DJs are charging about $600 for the entire night. And most of the time, they, they got a little extra. They, they're they doing the up lighting or, excuse me, they're doing the light effects. So in most cases, they might have a gig bar that has lights on it. And they got the two speakers and their DJ and they're providing music. Your above average DJ, which has a lot of experience, is they're bringing a lot more to your event. They're doing a lot more for your event. They're doing, they're providing the good DJ services. They have subwoofers where now you can feel it, you can feel that bass. You have your uplighting, your light effects, your video effects, additional entertainment services. Now keep in mind, this is extra stuff, but there might be an extra cost to come along with that. Then you have your your professional DJs, which most of your professional DJs, the average rate for a professional DJ on the East Coast is $2,800 for all night. And that's just them DJing, not like all the additional stuff is extra. So when you look at this, these I call it the four squares of a DJ. It's like this is kind of breaks down the, the average of the experience that they bring. All the additional stuff is extra. Now, me, I might be a number three DJ, but I don't charge like what I should. Because if, like, as you can see, $1,200, I, I think I've only charged $1,200 maybe once in my entire 10 years I've been in business. And that was to do a, a, a wedding expo in Washington, D.C. So when you see your price, when you see DJs with these prices, like here in North Carolina, so now for the state of North Carolina, the going rate for most DJs is you'll see one, you'll see two, and you'll see three. Very rarely will you see a four. You will not see those prices. Um, it's very rare. And I, it does it exist. Yes. There's a couple of companies that charge that amount because they're a company. But the customer service that comes with each package, like I said, that number one, that's that drive through service. <laughs> that number two and number three is more of your sit in, like your sit in restaurant service. So it's like you're paying when you're paying to eat. You're paying for good customer service. You're paying for a good meal. Same thing with DJs. When you pay that that money, you're going to get, you should get great DJs. So if a DJ is charging you $1,200, you better walk out of that venue dancing. I mean, that's just how it is. Like money, when you charge that amount of money, you got to bring great service. Now, my thing is this. If you as a customer paid $350 and that DJ was off, I mean, just off the chain, had y'all dancing on the walls, dancing on the ceiling. I mean, he or she just went way and beyond. Do you think that DJ should get a tip? Yeah. You said, you said if the, hold on, you said the DJ got you dancing on top of it again? If the DJ (laughs) (laughs) what? Have you like so hyped to where y'all are dancing on the walls, y'all dancing on the ceilings? I mean, y'all still dancing. You in your car, even after the event is gone, you going home, you still dancing. That DJ should get a tip. Yeah, the DJ. Yeah, 
the DJ should get a tip if if I'm dead. If the DJ got me crunk all night and got me dancing, yeah, I'm gonna get it. That's what I want to do is dance all night. If that's what the event yeah. is set if up that for, DJ yeah. meets your expectations. Yeah, and it goes beyond. Now, to me, it doesn't matter if you're one, two, three, or four, but like most of most of the time, <clears throat> my young DJs they're just getting started. This is, <clears throat> and then just what I say, I mean, I'm more concerned about my beginner DJs, the average and above, um, the 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 ones that have experience and lots of experience. The, the two and three, I'm not too much worried about them, but my beginner DJs is critical that they get rewarded for their services because they're beginning um they understand when you tip them or when you give them a good review or whatever it is you do to reward them for their services it's important because it gives them direction on which way they need to go mm. okay your average djs and your above average djs we already have a good idea of what's going on what's taking place and do we want to be awarded rewarded and tipped yes we would like to also but these djs at the beginning they should, if they do an outstanding job, they should get a tip, because technically they're they're working below the standard that DJs charge because they're beginners. Mm. So take time out to like, cause like three fifty, three hundred fifty dollars when I first started, and I'll just say this: when I first started, I was only charging two hundred fifty dollars. Was that for an hour or was that for all no, night? That was for it all night. Okay. And because. I was getting so many tips and so many rewards. I was able to shape myself, shape my company. Now, money should not drive you one way or the other, but it does give you an idea that you're heading in the right direction. Mm. If you have a customer that is extremely satisfied with your services, you know you're on the right track. When you provide feedback, and that's one of the things across the board. I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what kind of business you do. When you are able to get feedback from your customers, it gives you a good understanding where you're headed at as a as a company, as a business owner, as a vendor, as a I mean as a venue, you know. So when people are giving you feedback and that feedback is good or bad, you should make adjustments. Now, if you're getting great feedback, then you know you're doing the right thing. But if you get something to where, oh, he played. He played too many uh, lines, like one of the most popular. You play too many line dances, okay? <laughs> if you play too many line dances, I want people to understand. When you go to an event, it's always the same. There are always more women than men present at events. In most cases, especially weddings, there's always more women than men. Who are the women or men going to dance with if they don't have enough people that are going to dance? So what, what, normally what DJs do when they see that there's a majority more women there is we do line dancing. music, Which makes sense. If you don't have a lot of couples, because nowadays you don't see too many couples that show up at weddings. So every now and then you'll see a few. But it, again, that's like one, like that's just one of those things where, because that's one of the number one. Well, I didn't like that DJ because he played too many line dances. Okay, <laughs> did you get up and dance? Did you dance that line dance? <laughs> did you go ask the DJ, can you play something for you to dance with your husband or your significant other? 
So those are things that like people have to be a little bit more realistic because as a DJ, it's like if I see 25 women and two men, <laughs> okay, you, you really want me to play music for couples? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes there, there are couples where they're the same sex. Then that's a different story. Yeah, I got that's it. a whole different story. But what I'm looking at is I'm as a DJ, I'm like, I'm looking out in the room. I see 25 men, I mean 25 women and only two men. And better yet, if I see 25 men and only two women, I know nobody's gonna dance. Because most men nowadays don't dance. People don't dance no more. All they do is this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, most of the music it tells you. So that's one of the things that I stress to people that you know, um, understand what you're doing. And then, like here. How do you know if you have a one, two, three, or four type DJ? You got to do your research. You have to do your research. If you're paying, and this is me, if you're paying a number three or number four prices for your DJ, they 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 that means their social media is off the chain. They have video clips, they have pictures, they have all kinds of things going on. If you see someone trying to charge you a number four. And they ain't got no reviews. They ain't got no pictures. They ain't got no videos. Then you might want to go back and do some more research on that individual. Because again, the I hate like I said I hate to say this, but in most cases the price is connected to the type of customer service you're going to get. If you're paying a four price, you should be getting extreme, extremely well, great customer service if you're getting a one and you're getting extremely cut great customer service and he or she rocks the floor that night and has everyone jump like i said jumping off the walls and um like dancing on the ceiling then take time to give them a tip because like this one thing i saw this thing the other day in a group and they're talking about putting in a like us yes a line there where we accept tips because is a thing out there to where they say don't tip the DJ or something. It was something he was saying in the, in the post. And I thought it was the most stupidest thing in the world. And the reason why I thought it was stupid is because people know when you do a good job or not. You don't have to spell it out in the contract that if we do a good job, please give us a tip. That I think that's a little extreme. <laughs> if, they, if a person has a keep in mind is you have to know your customer too because if your customer was struggling to pay for you, as a DJ, don't even think about getting a tip. I mean, it, I mean, if you do get one, that's great. But you got to keep in mind, a tip is associated with great customer service. Me, every time I walk away with a tip, um, and to me, it's not even a tip. I'm going to be honest with you. I can care less about a tip. I'm more concerned about the review. Mm. The review means a lot more to me than a tip because it shows the experience that I gave. Like, like if I provided a great atmosphere for your event, I would rather get a great review that explains what it is. I don't need for you to make up anything. I need for you to tell what is it that you experienced. When I provided services to you, what was it that I do to make your day better, to make your birthday, your, your wedding, your event better? Um, because that review means a lot more to me than a dollar. 
That makes sense, though. I like that. That makes sense right there. So for those DJs that are worried about tips, I mean, good. Don't get again. It's good to get tips, but I prefer to have a review because a review speaks volumes. For sure, I most definitely understand that, man. Like, man, you just be knocking it out of the park. I like the way that you describe things. You know what I'm saying? Like how you just said about like the customer service and you know the drive-through service experience and everything like that it makes sense it really do make sense yo like everything you said makes sense right and that's one of those things to where i try to get people to understand that if you let's say for example mm-hmm. i'm going to cut deals i'm going to cut my prices down for my returning customers i always give my returning customers a great deal it means a lot to me when my customers come back to me when their families come back to me um i have families that have hired me three to eight times within the 10 years I've been in business. And that means a lot. When you get a customer that returns back to use your services, that means a lot to me. So to me, that meaning means more to me than a dollar. I'm not, I'm going to give them a discount just because they took time out to where, you know what, you did a great job to where we're going to hire you again. And when they do that, I, I, in most cases, I give, depends on what it is they're asking for, I'll give them a discount. Because that means a lot more to me. So the things that customers do that mean a lot to me is when they give great reviews and when they come back and use my services again. And as a DJ, if you love what you do, again, okay, yeah, I understand we got to have the money to stay in business and keep things rolling, but don't make money the number one thing. I mean, I look at a lot of DJs that focus on the money and now they can't even get a customer. Yeah, that's because that's, they didn't take time to develop their customer service. Anytime you make it easy for a customer to get their product, to get their service, they're gonna come back again because you just made it a great experience for them. To me, feedback is I'm a military guy. Feedback gives me to where I need to shape my product or shape my services. So that means when I get a tip, that means a lot too. But like words to explain what it was I did to make your day, that means a lot more to me. And I want that information to be shared because I want people to see when you hire me to be your DJ, this is so this is what you can get. This is the type of services that you're going to get. So words from, from people mean more than dollars. Ooh, I feel you. Because at the end of the day, it talks it lets them know like the people that that want your services they can just look at all the reviews that you got you know what i'm saying to learn what type of person you are you know the customer service and you know how you really care about you know your customer so yeah i totally agree with that yeah i like that but see customer service is like and i, I want my customers to understand this is when you make things difficult Let's say I'm gonna go back to the drive-through scenario. Okay, <laughs> you go to the drive-through and you order. Okay, you go in. Let's say you order a, a Big Mac. Okay, mm-hmm. you go to the drive-through. Okay, on that Big Mac, everybody knows all the stuff that comes on a Big Mac, right? Now I'm gonna me, I'm gonna be that customer that okay on my Big Mac. I don't want none of the sauce. I don't want none of the onions. I don't want any of the lettuce. I just want cheese 
and ketchup and mustard. What did you just do? <laughs> you just you as a customer, what did you just do? What's the chance of that Big Mac coming out the way you just described it? Oh, uh, that Big Mac gonna come out like a Big Mac. Because they're not accustomed to making changes to it, right? Facts, yeah, facts. facts. So if you're paying a DJ $350 and you're trying to go into well, I want I want this lighting, I want this. Hold up, wait a minute. I'm $350. I don't do that. When you go through a drive-thru and you're asking for key thing is you're going through a drive-thru. And you're asking for a particular thing. That's different to where you say no onions or no pickles. But when you're trying to rebuild the entire sandwich, you might as well go in. <laughs> it's like, and then you get mad when they can't get. Oh, you're asking for problems. So when you look at a DJ or any type of service as a vendor, and you're going through a fast process. And you want them to 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 modify something that that is a norm? <laughs> I mean, that, and I, I I get to where it's like it's kind of like one of those things to where when you hire a vendor or a venue, okay, it's just like I would never forget this. Okay, a planner came into a venue and asked. Now the venue, you get a good price, okay? You get the venue for five hundred dollars for the entire day. That is extremely good. But then you want to, oh, can you remove this fixture that's a permanent fixture because we don't like the color is brown? <laughs> what? What? You, you're getting a good $500. <sighs> so when people want to go in, and this is the thing that it kills me, and I sit back and I see it all the time, is when you're getting a great deal and you're trying to modify a great deal. Do you understand that how stupid you're looking? <laughs> people will try. Don't get me wrong now. People will try and see if they can get away with it. But it's just, I want people to understand that. It's like, if someone's giving you a great deal and you're asking for more, like, what? This DJ is charging you $350. Well, can you do the cold sparklers? And can I dance on the cloud? And hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm giving you a good deal, $350. And you're asking for the world. I understand. That's what I see. But the thing is, you can't fault the customer because the customer doesn't know any better. Um, they're a customer. Sometimes a customer is going to go until you say no. So I'm telling my DJs up front, if, if you ain't got it, don't jump through hoops, especially if they don't charge you but $350. Yeah. But I've seen it happen too many times. I, like, I try to work with some customers. In the past, I had some customers, okay, I'm going to charge you $500 to do your wedding. Now, keep in mind, I just showed you the average cost in the United States is $1,000. But I would sit back and give a customer a great deal. Well, can can you can you have people jumping out the ceiling? And, what? Nah, nah, bro. Nah, so, bro. You got to associate the price with, like, Cold Sparkers. Okay, and I'm, I'm just going to use this for last example. All right. Um, Cold sparklers. I've been doing all this research on cold sparklers. A lot of my customers want cold sparklers. I, I think they're cool as hell, too. It's okay. They I mean, they, they have a little thing sparking off in the background while you're doing that first kiss as husband and wife. Awesome effect. Well, guess what? <laughs> Those cold sparklers are that the prices have dropped down 
um, but they're still too expensive to add on. And then in some cases, you have the choice where vendors venues are not going to let you use them. So as a business owner, am I going to go out and spend a thousand dollars on equipment that I can't use all the time? No. I did that with the cloud machines. I went out and spent about five hundred something dollars on cloud machines. Can't even use them in most venues. So that's a bad investment. Mm. The cold sparklers, right? So the cold sparklers did all this research. I mean, I went to go purchase some yesterday. Went to go put them in the thing, and they will not ship them to North Carolina because there's something in place to where though that model of cold sparklers can't be used in North Carolina. So North Carolina has a strict rule down where certain cold sparks, you have to get a permit in order to use them. Well, that's a lot, man. So now you have to deal with the fire marshal. You have to go fill out forms. You have to, if you're going to do it the right way. And mm. then you have to deal with the venue because some venues are not allowing it. Got you. So to me, it's like I came to the conclusion I'm not even going to buy cold sparklers because, um, and see, that's just the machine. Now, guess what? The powder substance that you have to put into it, just one bag is 60-something dollars. Mm. So again, oh. that's a high-maintenance piece of equipment that you can't even use on a normal basis because of all the restrictions that are in place. Yeah, that's... That's, so that's a bad investment. So that's why I tell people all the time, that, you know, again, customers don't understand uh, what goes on in the background. All they do is they see it and they want it. And and you have to break it down and explain it to them. Okay, reason why you can't have cold sparklers is because um, the room might catch on fire. <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, I just posted a video yesterday where it someone someone wasn't paying attention. They used cold sparklers and it hit some um, some fabric or something, and it, the whole room went on fire within like five seconds. Oh no! Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that that's not not. Would you, that'd be okay for like outside or something, right? That'd be for you outside, but just yeah. like the power machine is. I had once upon a time, I had a situation where um, the venue had a, this waiver that you had to sign that you held reliable because, in most cases, when the, if you set up their fire alarm, there is a fee of in some cases, it's anywhere it depends because like every place is different in prices. Mm. Uh, but you're going to pay a fine and fee, and then it's going to interrupt your event for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh-uh. You don't want your wedding day to go up in smokes. So you don't want your wedding day to be shut down from the fire department because the cloud machine set off the, the fire. And that's why now it's like I've kind of like now completely looking at taking my cloud machine off because then some of these newer buildings, the way the AC unit is set up, it's going to blow it regardless to where it's going to go up. No. So that's one of those things to where. Um, people need to understand that um, again. Um, again, that's one of those things that I'm looking out for the best interest of your event and how things are going. to go. If I see there's going to be a situation where it's going to cause problems, a cloud machine. Uh, I, I know I had this one customer. They they pretty much canceled my services because I was more concerned about the success of their event than what they want. And I just told him point blank, you know, if you use this cloud machine, I need for you to sign a waiver to understand that if something goes wrong, it's gonna be I on you. Held, I won't be held reliable for it. 
Facts. I and understand that. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, but I'm more concerned about the success of your events more so than than trying to like there's it's good to want to have something, but at the same time, is it really worth risking your event? Facts. You don't spend thousands of thousands of dollars for your event. And you want to risk that because you want to dance in the cloud for two minutes? <laughs> I want to be with the clouds. I mean, and don't get me wrong, it's a great experience, but it's just I want people to understand that <laughs> two minutes worth of you dancing on the clouds is worth throwing away ten thousand dollars. And then don't forget yeah. the memories that last forever. Yeah, I remember we got married. We had to shut down because the fire chief had to come in because of the fire chief. <laughs> you know, that's not a memory that you want to go back. And so I tell Thanks. people all the time, think about, I know what the outcome is going to be um, if we go this route. And I mean, if you're choosing to go this, I want to understand that you are the only one that thinks that this is a good idea. Facts. So. Y'all already know the vibes, man. <laughs> Listen, every Tuesday... Every Tuesday, you already know the vibes. Y'all can catch us. You know what I'm saying? Let them know how they can get in contact with you if they have any questions or whatever. Uh, Once again, the easiest way to get in contact with me, uh, my brand, my actual, my I should say my little special keyword on social media, if you type in DC, the number 2, DW, everything about me will come up. Video clips, movie clips, uh, pictures, anything you want to know about me will come up. But then you can also reach me at 910-261-1518 or email is dc, the number two, dw dot ceo at outlook.com. I already know. That's how y'all can get in contact with, with uh, DJ Ragtop. You know he's going to bring you, tell you what it is. You know he's very professional. So he already booked. I might have to book him probably 2024, 2025. Oh, yeah. But but hey, but he knows some people. So once already, again, yeah, go okay, ahead. What I say is that um, I, mean, I just put that. You know, I just published that on there too. It's like right now I'm down to only six Saturdays open for 2023, and I've already booked. I think it was like um, I have to go back and look, but I think I'm um, I've already booked at least six events for 2024 i think it's like five or six let's go let's go that's the energy let's go but hey, that's you know what i'm glad you said that because that's another thing i'm doing too is um for all my djs out there look i just published i just put this out there yesterday i'm look i'm looking for to advertise djs like i'm right now what's going on is i'm booked for 2023 but customers are constantly calling me for my DJ services. What I'm doing is I'm referring them to um, my DJ, I should say my actual event services network that's attached to my website. So when they call looking for me and if I'm booked for that day, I automatically refer them to go to the look at my DJ list. Um, depends on the situation. If they're looking for certain things, I refer down certain DJs for that event because I kind of know that they have what they're looking for. If you want to be a part of that network, it doesn't cost you anything. All I need is an eight by ten flyer, um, and it's not just for DJ. This is for vendors that provide event services and venues. If you send me an eight by ten, I have no problem advertising what you do. Now, keep in mind, I am going to do some research on you, and if you have a lot of bad things out there on you, 
I'm going to have a conversation with you before I put you in my network because you got to be able to take care of the customers. Um, if you have bad customer service, bad skill set, you don't show up, you don't do what you're supposed to. I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't add you to the network because my network is designed to take care of the customers. That I'm trying to make it easy for the customers. So if you want to be a part of that, send me an eight by 10. If you know you're garbage, you know you have bad customer service, don't waste your time. Because I will find out if, you know, that's why it's important. That, and I mean, I'm, I'm being honest because. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was funny. You said if you know that you garbage. I mean, and, they, and the thing is, they know if they don't like, a lot, of, a lot of the, if you show up late, if you don't do right by the customer and you have a lot of bad reviews. Um, like I said, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to judge you what I see. I am going to have a conversation with you um, and see how we can work through it. Because I have one or two people that have had situations and I understand their situations and I'm still working with them because it technically wasn't 100% their fault. Um, so those are different things. But I'm not trying to judge no one, but I am trying to make sure that we are taking care of customers. For sure. Y'all already know every Tuesday at 10 a.m., Life of a DJ Entertainer, this is what we do. Y'all better hit this man up. You already know the facts. You already know the deal. You know what it is. We'll see y'all again next Tuesday. All right. See y'all next time. You can be what you want to be. See what you want to see. Go where you want to go. Why not us podcast with Ken Jay? Ken Jay, Ken Jay, Ken Jay. Love.